0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible they keep this show free to listen to when our kids are born we have expectations as to how our family will interact what we certainly aren't ready
1: for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most we are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day we are here for you
0: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle.
0: Hi Gemma.
1: Good morning. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about self-care.
0: Yes, self-care.
1: important. I kind of have a bone to pick before we get this started. I just told you I had to change my contact. Yeah. Part of self-care for me is like feeling pretty, and so I grow my nails really long now that I don't have babies. I used to keep them like short, like you could see the red part under my nail. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Now I leave them long, but I can't. I rip my contacts every day. I don't understand. (gasps) Moms well, with long nails. How in yes. the world? <laughs> problems. <laughs> you got serious problems. Hit me up, though. I need my long nails, but it's not working. <laughs> well, we can't have it all, right? I guess not.
0: Um, you know, self, I think for me, I never realized really what self-care was. And I don't think that I... I I didn't practice self care at all because I was just, I was this young mom. And I was, first of all, I was super into attachment parenting. I thought after doing all the research that that was the best way to get connected to my kids. And because I had such a fractured, you know, upbringing, I thought, okay, if I become an attachment parent, they're going to get everything they need. They're going to be, you know, breastfed and. I'm going to wear them all the time, and I'm going to co-sleep with them all the time, and I'm going to respond to them all the time, and I'm going to do everything for them because I have to do everything because I didn't have a good model. So I didn't have somebody who was taking care of me, but also taking care of themselves and had a good balance. I just was kind of more or less taking care of myself as a kid. And so when I thought about being a good mom, I was like, I got to do everything. I'm going to be on the PTA. I'm going to go to every meeting. I'm going to drive in every field trip. I'm going to be a stay at home. And so I went deep So much to the point where I thought I was going to kill myself. I mean, I
1: thought, yeah,
0: I just went so far and I, I became depressed, I think. And I sacrificed so much of myself. And then when I, you know, gave so much, I became a very cranky mom. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. Esme's, you know, behavior got to be challenging, I had nothing, I had no source of, you know, support. I had nothing to pull from. So I immediately started snapping and I just started becoming, you know, very ignited by anything that happened because I was running myself so ragged mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that you needed to take care of yourself. I was just at a kind of at a loss and I didn't really know what taking care of yourself meant or what it looked like or, you know, any of that. And I eventually I started work at, working out again because exercise did give me that you know, a little bit of something. But I think more importantly, um, I needed to work on myself as a person because I was having triggers that I shouldn't necessarily quote unquote have. And so I, I really needed to work on like, why was it triggering for me to, for my kid to stand up for themselves? Why was it triggering for me for my kid to be defiant? Why was I becoming so upset? And that was my real self-care work, like really diving into my personality flaws. Why was I controlling? Why was I going to control parenting where I needed everyone just to shut up? You know, everybody just needed to not have feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't take the feelings. I couldn't take my own
1: feelings. (laughs) And that's why I love the Enneagram, because it tells you it's the personality test that gives you a number. Yeah. And it it teaches you so much about yourself that you would never really self-discover unless you really went in deep. But then it helps you. There's even like stuff about parenting, how you are as a parent with your Oh, there is. I need to look at that. Will you link that for us? Yes, I will. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to check that out. Yeah, Yeah, I think, you know, it's that for me was the self care and the real work was starting to journal about that and starting to really suss out my own personality defects. And I think that's been the biggest growth. It's like my kids brought me to that as me. Bless her, brought me to that point because she was not having it. She was not going to go to timeout. She was not going to have me reprimand her. She was not going to be controlled. And I needed to figure out a different way to be with her. And I think if I wouldn't have had her, I would have just stayed in control parenting because for some kids, it quote unquote works until it doesn't. You know, I've seen. Kids later who really rebel in their teen years, which probably would have been Pia, um, because she was kind of more compliant. But um, she pushed me to look at myself to say, like, you you are a control freak. <laughs> You are type A. What are you doing? Why is everything? Ha- you are a perfectionist. Why are you being like that? Mm-hmm. Why do you have three Christmas trees? Oh my gosh. Like,
1: the trees. What, what is wrong with you? You were the one after we did the six week course with you. That was the first year of my life. I didn't send out a Christmas card because I was like, no, I don't want to yeah. do it. And I'm not going to do it. Michelle said I don't have to. I'm not doing it. That's exactly <laughs> right. That I did. Right. I told you that. So I finally realized I was
0: like, you know what? I don't need to send out a Christmas card to 300 people. I stopped getting a lot of Christmas cards, but guess what? I don't
1: care (gasps) either. You just recycle them. But then I feel guilty because I'm like, it's a cute picture. I feel bad throwing you away. (laughs) Well, some people I
0: think are upset with me probably because they think they got off the list somehow or, like, you know, but I just, I just needed to minimize my life. And I needed to put my time in to my children and to my self care. Mm -hmm. And it was more important for me to go to bed early, eat well, meditate and work on my crap. And that was more important to me than, you know, having elaborate play dates, three Christmas trees, a Christmas card and, you know, all this stuff that really doesn't matter
1: in the long run. It doesn't because it. it I always think now, like in five years, which part am I going to remember, you know, like that I was stressed out and a monster to everybody <laughs> or that I had this beautiful card. Like I'll have the card to show, but my life didn't match up with the card, you know. <laughs> yeah. And what will our kids remember?
0: They don't even yes. care about those Christmas cards uh, yeah. or a lot of things they don't care about. The poor Christmas car is getting drugged. You know, for all of you people who do Christmas cards out there, I'm I'm glad because they're really beautiful and pretty. Know, We're just, they are. that's just an example, you know, but it could be anything. It could be, you know, I used to organize my pantry and, <laughs> oh my <gosh. laughs> and hours organizing my pantry. And I'm like, I could be playing with my kids, you mm-hmm. know, it was just a way for me to deflect too. It was like, I don't, I can't deal with the rest of that stuff. So I found ways to busy myself too. I think that becomes a big thing of when you're parenting, like I found, we went to ballet and we had swimming lessons. And we did all of this stuff, because I needed to keep us busy so that I could keep the feelings at bay, because those feelings ignited my feelings. And then it was just it was too hard and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But when I worked on my own personal inventory, my own triggers, and my, you know, for me, perfectionism, control, type A, and understanding and empathizing with feelings, those were the big ones when I could get that at bay for me and understand it and start to work through it and start to let go of some of that, then I thought that's the real self-care. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily going to meditation and working out, although I think those are super important. Um, it, it's the other stuff for me, yeah. the really deep work.
1: I mean, I think it's both because you need, I mean, you have to have, at least I have to have silence sometimes. Like, yeah, I love my children, but I need that. And I didn't used to do that for myself and I didn't understand why I always had like the tightness in my chest you know like I just felt like I'm barely hanging on here like I'm surviving minute to minute and now I'm like no no mommy needs quiet please be quiet (laughs) yeah
0: no I think that stuff is important I mean I think it's you have to do it all but I think I go I think my my other thing is that if you don't do the deeper work, the other stuff is just, you're just maintaining, right? right? Yeah, they're just band-aids. Sense. They're yeah. just like band-aids. Yeah. And so it keeps cropping up. It's like the kid who has the tantrum, who's constantly trying to have the tantrum, but they can't get it out because they're tamping down their feelings for whatever reason, or someone's not listening to them or whatever. I feel like for me that the exercise and all that, it's good. It's maintains, but I have to get in and really evaluate myself as a a mom.
1: Yeah, so I think you and I have talked about this before, but one of the biggest things for me that took me a while to like get to the root of was the getting out of the house and like rushing and like feeling that I needed to be fifteen minutes early because I don't I don't know why. I didn't understand why I was like yelling at everybody and like we we have to go right now. Like but then when I thought back, we did like listening time in our class with you and then I thought about it a lot. My parents were always like that and my mom like mm has to be early like it kills her if we're not early so i think she mm-hmm. must have like i don't directly remember but i'm sure there was a just lot a of rusher suffering. yeah and then my yeah. dad like sundays before church he was like yelling like get in the car <laughs> like the car would be oh, running we would be sitting in it and we'd be like rolling out church of is gonna end if we don't get there it's
0: gonna explode
1: yeah. <laughs> but so for me i had to like come to peace with that like they were worried about being on time I will be okay. Like we've been late for so many things by maybe one minute and it makes no difference in life.
0: Well, that's it. I think I had that same thing. And I think that's probably why we related well in the classes because my dad is like that. He's really? yeah. 15. My kids, they laugh so hard. They're like, we tell Papa 15 minutes <laughs> later. Cause he's always <laughs> early. <laughs> oh my and then gosh. he's like texting, like I'm here. We're like, Oh my gosh, you're 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> early. ready. Yeah, but he really is like that. And I found myself like that, especially for school. And it, so it made school really tight. And when I finally said, you know what? What if we're late? I wonder if it's okay if we could be late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? We can be late. And what's going to happen? Nothing. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Preschool will wait. <laughs> they will not <laughs> They will not be upset. And um, I was never late.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when you, I like, calmed down about it. Yeah. yeah. Because then our kids are calmer, right? Yes, and because more compliant. <laughs> yeah. Easier. Yeah, and
0: easier. But we get to, and I think that's it. It's Like they say, the hardest time you have um, as a parent is often times the hard times you had as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so we bring that stuff because if modeling is the best teacher, the scientists say modeling is the best teacher. The things that we've been modeled end up be what end up being what we've learned. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is just subconscious and it's in our makeup. We don't even want it to be there. So like you, for you and I, the rushing thing is just there. Yeah. And we have to really work on getting it out. Mm-hmm. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein AlphaLac found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Biheart is an easy to digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 weight to casein ratio, like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Biheart is the only US-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheartcom forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. My book, Unpunished, is finally here. It is my journey into connected parenting, the idea of perfection, and how it nearly took me down as a mom. I give you my best thinking around how to be a connected parent and the insights that I've discovered over the last 12 years of this incredible journey. I'm giving my book away for free, plus shipping and handling. So go to unpunished.com and get yours today. We're shipping domestically, and we're also shipping internationally.
1: I also have a problem with, which I know comes from childhood, because my mom is very selfless. Both my parents are selfless, but then... They run themselves dry. And I did that for a really long time. And I um, became really good friends with one of my husband's friends. And to get a male's perspective on like everything that I was doing wrong in my life, <laughs> was actually oh like, boy, um, it was really insightful because he's like, I don't get it. Why can't you get a baby? Like, why? Why won't you yeah. just get a babysitter and invest that time in yourself? And I'm like, oh, well, we can't afford that. And I, I can't leave my kids. And what if they cry with the babysitter? And he'd be like, that makes no uh-huh. sense just try it it one time. And then I did. And now I'm like addicted to babysitters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's can you come while I work out? Can you come while I go to the store? Like these are things I need to do Peacefully. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I feel like too if you can always like trade time with neighbors. I know yes. we've done that and friends and said, like, can you take the kids for the afternoon and I'll take yours tomorrow for the afternoon? Yeah. And like really using your community to help you get your time that you need. I've even like said, I take my friends, I used to take my friend's kid and we would do special time all around. And now he still even asked for specials. That's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's really good because I thought, oh, he's going to be here. I might as well get a compliant child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Teach him let's, the ways. Let's work the magic. <laughs> so... You can always do that. And I think that's great too. Or the YMCA is always good. If you have a local YMCA, they have childcare sometimes if you can go work out or whatnot, Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think there are ways to be creative about getting yourself some time Mm -hmm. and that you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And it isn't about how much time you spend with your kids because I spent all day with my kids and I was a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I, I, did more harm than good. Had they been with somebody else who was more attached, I think, or more connected, I think they would have probably done better. So sometimes it's okay to pass them off to family and friends.
1: That is just, that's so hard for me. Even now, I don't let anybody put my kids to bed, but I will Put them to bed and then go out at night.
0: <laughs> so like, Whatever, that works. I'm
1: I'm working on it.
0: Yeah, oh. that works. They're still little, and that They're works. So and little. pretty soon they'll you know they'll be okay with somebody else putting them to bed. Yeah. And that's okay I'm sure too. they
1: would be fine. It's me, like I always say, my anxiety would be worse. I'd be checking the monitor 25 times to see what's going on. Like I wouldn't even yeah. be having fun for that. Not worth minutes, it. So
0: yeah, we have to know where our limits are too around that. Yeah. The other things that, you know, the surface things I like to do are definitely exercise. I like to go to yoga and um, I'm into that right now and eat well. I like to hike, rest. I think when I get good sleep. And I know a lot of people out there who aren't sleeping because they've got little babies and all of that. And I know that's so torturous. I um would have my dad come over and I would just sleep sometimes. Oh, that's amazing. I would just say, can you take the baby so I can sleep? Because I haven't slept. Because she never slept. Oh she didn't sleep until after a year and a half. <laughs> no. Yeah, she was up every 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's so common, I think. Yeah. Especially when you're breastfeeding.
0: Yep, she was literally sleeping on I me mean, nursing Dozing, nursing, dozing, nursing, dozing.
1: Yeah. That's
0: why I co-slept because I just could not. We did too. I never, I didn't put her, I couldn't. It yeah. was too hard. Um, So resting more and spending, um, I, the more time I spend with the girls getting connected, I actually feel better. Yeah. Like special time makes me feel good.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's part of it, too.
0: Meditation from here and there, I kind of like. And then going, getting time with my friends.
1: Yeah. I think time with friends is so important. It's like because you need to, like, talk about all the annoyances of your day without having any guilt because, you know, like, they... Understand, you know? Yeah, venting. It's
0: a safe place. I think venting too. I think that's part of it too. Like venting and feeling heard. <laughs> we can talk about listening partnerships. Yeah. And that's a tool from Hand in Hand Parenting that's all about finding somebody who's also parenting this way. And you get on the phone and it's usually somebody you don't know from, you know, far away. I think and it's better you, if you don't know them. Absolutely. If you know them, that's like, you can't necessarily be as honest.
1: Right. And you can't be like that as much. Like when they're telling your story, you're like, well, but you're husband did da da da, you know. <laughs> yeah. They have
0: too much insight.
1: Yes. <laughs> so you just listen and then um you
0: also speak to be heard and you can talk about like how I hate parenting. I don't want to be a mom today. This sucks. Et cetera et cetera and then you you kind of leave those conversations feeling lighter and better. And there's a lot of research around being heard and being listened to and empathy and all of that. And so I think those are really important too. And what we'll, can we link something for listening partnerships? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's can. do that. I think there's a guide to listening partnerships or something from hand in hand we can link. And if you join my, um, online, my online, my Facebook group, my private Facebook community. There's people in there who are looking for listening partners. And so that's a good resource to find one. If you really are looking for one, we'll link the Facebook group. It's a private group and it's really good. I think the people in there are really empathic and all trying just to do a bit better.
1: Mm -hmm. And the listening partner, I would say if you read this stuff, and you're really intimidated, or you're like, Ew, this is not for me, just try it. Because that's how I felt. And Michelle kept pushing me, pushing me. And I finally did it. And I started with two at the same time. And then it just got really hard with scheduling. But we would do 20 minutes each of talking. And I was like, I, there's no way I can't talk for 20 minutes. What am I going to say? And then I was like, wait, my time's up. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I could that's go on happened. forever. <laughs>
0: I know. Well, once you're like, oh my gosh, somebody's listening to me and they're actually hearing me and empathizing and they're not trying to give me their opinion. Amazing.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. It's so, yeah. I mean, that got me through a lot of stuff when I had babies because some of the stuff you can do self-care, but you're still at the will of your baby for the most part, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. need other outlet with Well,
0: I mean, I think the one idea is that oftentimes people think that self-care is selfish and that yes. you're taking time away from your kids. But I'd say that If you're coming back to your parenting, feeling better and resource and doing better, then it's easier to listen to feelings and do special time and do all these things that, you know, positive parenting isn't easy. It's not an easy parenting method. And you need to be a resourced person to do it. And the only reason it's not easy is because it's counterintuitive. And the only reason that's it's counterintuitive is because it's nothing we've ever experienced usually as kids. And so that's the only reason that it's difficult. But fighting against your natural fiber all day long <laughs> to do things differently is exhausting. It is. And so I'd say like, don't, don't view it as a, as, um, you know, detrimental to your kids to leave them to feel better for yourself.
1: I even thought it was selfish like when I'd be having a conversation with a friend or with Dan and they would interrupt and I'd be like one second and I would drop everything and listen to what they said because I'm like I can't ignore my child but now I'm like I did them a disservice because they think they can just talk whenever so now I'm like one moment we're going to finish our conversation and then I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah good. But all stuff like that I just felt very like not worthless as a human, but I didn't really value myself for a long time. And I wore sweats all day every day because I was just like, I cannot spend one second getting dressed because they need me.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't leave to get my hair cut because Esme was breastfeeding and I was like, oh, it was she won't eat because she wouldn't take a bottle.
1: Yeah, And
0: my dad was like, oh, she'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not getting my hair cut. It's fine. Oh my God. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah, no, but that,
1: I mean, I think that's part of the attachment parenting. You get caught up in it and like, Oh, I was like dogmatic. And yeah. I couldn't,
0: I couldn't do it, you know, well enough. Well, the perfectionist in me mm-hmm. came out completely. And I was like, this is my job. I have to do it. Yeah. You know? Right. But then so. just,
1: I, yeah. I didn't really realize how much I didn't take care of myself until I had two. That's when it was really evident. Like, yeah, I'm running on empty completely. Because, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. any other questions about self-care or um, really anything that we've talked about or new questions, send our way. We yeah, please do. And um,
0: find us, you know, everywhere. Facebook, I know, Instagram. Yeah, wherever.
1: we'll be linked.
0: <laughs> and and subscribe. I notice we don't have that many subscriptions. If you subscribe, then you'll be notified when you get a new episode.
1: Yes, yeah. 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 Yes. Definitely. Do that. Okay. We'll be back okay. next week. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, Gemma. Guys, we have a new page up on patreon.com and I'll give you the link in just a second and we'll link it to this podcast. I don't know if you've heard of Patreon. I had never heard of it before I started podcasting. I'd never heard of anything about anything that had to do with podcasts. I thought you just recorded and they magically uploaded and that was it. But podcasting takes a lot of work. So patreon.com is a place where you can support us and um, be more involved with us and earn some extras each month and help us provide the best content possible. So please jump on our new page. It's patreon.com slash peaceandparenting. Check it out. We'd love your support so much and let us know what you think.